And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Send the stage on the mic. And we putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen Jacoby. What do we do? We get a people. What they want. We are just hours away from the Pelicans and Raptors tipping off this year's NBA season. I'm purposely then, not saying look at the Pelicans fly because I'm disappointed that Zion is Pelicans grounded. are grounded. They're grounded. Tonight, the people get what they want. The NBA season debuts. And in the nightcap, the main event of the evening, we have the first of many battles for Los Angeles in the Staples Center. The Clippers and the Lakers go head-to-head. There's a lot that I'm going to be paying attention to in this game. What will you be keying on right after tip-off? So first and foremost, I'm so very enthusiastic about this NBA season. And now that we've introduced dynamic duos to the fray, you take out the super teams, which now create a level of intrigue across the league that we have not seen in a very long time. Players, fan bases really feel like their teams have a legitimate chance to do special things this year. These two teams clearly are in that conversation. What I'm going to be looking for is how the Clippers close the game if Mm. it's a tight score. Here's what I mean. When you take out the element of super teams, like I said, every team clearly has flaws that can be exploited. These two teams are not withstanding. Late in games last year, they gave the ball to the sixth man of the year, Lou Williams, and they let him cook with Montrez Harrell in the pick and roll. Yep. That's not how they're going to finish games anymore. So it could be interesting to see how he's able to still be effective when Paul George returns. It's one thing when he's out with his shoulder surgery. It's another thing when Kawhi and Paul are on the floor, how they use Lou. The other thing defensively, while the Clippers are going to be terrific defensively. Oh, yeah. Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly are a short backcourt. So if you're the Lakers, you now go big. And so on their side... I'm looking for their size to be a difference. LeBron James at 6'9". No Kyle Kuzma, out with an injury. Anthony Davis, 6'11". Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. And then now all of a sudden you can close the game with a Danny Green who I anticipate is going to knock down some threes tonight. We're going to be talking about him tomorrow. Watch. I guarantee you. Because he's going to be getting open for shots. That's what I was thinking too. That dynamic of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two of the top five players in the league, going against the Clippers, effort and their grit. It's going to be a terrific stage. It's amazing for the NBA, and I'm excited to get it tipped off. I really want to look at how LeBron James and AD run their different pick-and-roll packages because there's there's one iteration of this when you've also got a center on the floor, whether it's JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard, and they might be in the dunking spot. And then, like you said, 
You've got Danny Green on the floor. Maybe you don't have a center on the floor. With Danny Green there, LeBron and AD are going to suck a lot of people towards them. They're just like magnets. Like, you've got the two of them running a pick and roll. That's where everyone's head is going to be focused and their feet are going to go. And Danny Green's going to get a lot of wide open corner threes, wide open wing threes based on that. And I think we will be talking about him tomorrow. That's one of the things I wanted to key on. And a lot of that open threes from some of these Lakers shooters are going to be because LeBron James' passing ability, something that Glenn Doc Rivers spoke about. Let's listen to Doc. He's one of the great passers uh, in the history of the game uh, that people don't talk about it enough. They really don't. I've always likened him. You know, he gets compared to Michael, and I've never agreed with that. I've always said magic. He's far more magic than any player that's ever played the game. Uh, So I don't see what He's doing different than handling the ball. Jen, what do you think? Well, I think just like me, Doc is wolfing I right that. now. He's letting it grow he out wolfing. a little bit. He's letting tonight, it grow out a little bit. Tonight he going to have that line touched up. He yeah, that was the first thing up. I was thinking about, too. I was I, like, oh, he's, just, he's growing it out so he can get it cut right before the big game tonight. You know what? He and LeBron has another thing in common that we may or may not know. They probably use the same barber because they need the same <laughs> tricks in order to have their hairline looking crisp. Moving on to the first game this evening. I think this one on paper was supposed to look a little bit different. It's supposed to be the big debut of Zion Williamson in Toronto while the Raptors get their rings. But this one obviously is going to be without Zion. Jalen, Zion's been hurt in high school. He's been hurt in college. He's been hurt in summer league. He's been hurt in preseason. Now he's hurt in the regular season. How much of a concern is Zion's injury history when you look at the future of him and the Pelicans and the NBA. You said the season is starting tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And you saying a rookie is injured and not going to be able to play in his first game. Exactly. The same rookie that was not able to play in summer league. Yes, played about one quarter. The same rookie that played one year at Duke and dealt with injury concerns. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is an issue for Zion moving forward because – If you just look at his frame, and I've talked about this for so very long, he's six foot seven, David Jacoby. The people that weigh more than him, Taco Fall and Boban, they will never be confused with being mobile or agile or jumping high. And both of those men are absolute giants. Correct. And so when you're putting that level of pressure on your extremities, It's going to be an issue. And so for him to be getting surgery before he plays his first game on something that could be anticipated an issue going forward, I have concerns for the young fella. So I want to liken him to like a Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, we all saw his basketball ability, the tools, the size, the smooth, the touch, the the three-point shot. Early on in the league, he didn't play, and he wasn't playing. And we all looked at him like, oh, injury-plagued player, injury-plagued player. They load-manage him, doesn't do back-to-backs. And then he kind of worked himself in the back last season where he was playing a lot of games. So I would liken that as Joel Embiid was more like a bump in the road than what looks to be like a career-long injury-plagued career. Do you think that Zion Williamson will be more, this is a bump in the road early in his career, or will this be a career of injuries? So that was an intelligent comparison, and I'm glad you went there because – the first three seasons of Joel L, Joel Embiid's career, he only played about 82 games, however. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, Joel Embiid is seven foot tall. He can dribble, pass, and shoot, including threes. 
So therefore, he doesn't always have to attack the basket to be effective. That's That's Zion game. That's what makes him special. So he ain't going to be able to see a matchup against a big and be like, I'm going to hit him between the legs and hezzy and pull up off the glass. That's what Joel can do because he got those requisite skills. Zion Williamson does not possess that. He has a great handle, but ultimately he wants to finish in the restricted area. So that's the differences I see, but I understand the similarities you have. But I also want to point one more thing out to you. The last two years when the Sixers made the playoffs, Joel Embiid missed games because he was Mm -hmm. not healthy. Mm -hmm. So the issue still becomes one for his team. And again, I'm not rooting for anything, but I just want Zion Williamson to be healthy because he is such a great, great athlete to watch play basketball. Jalen, Monday Night Football was last night, and I went to sleep at halftime. I'm not even going to lie. This one was not even close. Not even close, but... The Patriots' defense made a statement. Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts all night long. He was into the Halloween thing, and he threw four picks and lost a fumble. This Patriots' defense, we've talked about them all year, but they seem to get better and better and better. What did you see from the dominant defense? David Jacoby, how much do I, like, pay attention to and admire secondary Secondaries. Play. I knew what you were going to say. When I'm watching the game, I'm like, I'm going to have to listen to Jalen talk about the secondary again, aren't I? Going into this year, I said that the Patriots had the best secondary in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to get back to this resources conversation. There will be people saying, look how well Jacoby Brissett is balling. Look how well Jimmy Garoppolo is balling. The problem is if you invest in those guys, they're standing on the sideline holding the clipboard while Tom Brady leads you to a 7-0 record. They invested it in their defense. Their front seven can get after you with different blitzes. Now their secondary can cover and catch the bat, the football. See, one of the things that distinguish guys in high school a lot of times between playing wide receiver and playing cornerback or safety, hands. And the joke was, that cornerbacks sometimes play like they are wearing boxing gloves. Not the Patriots, D-backs. You throw that thing out there for McCordy, you throw that thing out there for Gilmore, they snatching it. And so now all of a sudden, the Patriots have rebuilt their team as a defensive-oriented one that's so very scary. And now you add Mohamed Sanu to the mix, the receiver that they were missing, a healthy version of a Josh Gordon without all of the personal issues. I love Sanu so much as an under-radar player. I've drafted him on my fantasy team three straight years, including this one. (laughs) Good. Well, I'm sure you're (laughs) glad about that move. Well, those Patriots athletes on defense were all over the field, but it was also the schemes that Belichick had them in. Sam Darnold and... Uh, Patriot defender discussed exactly what they did with Donald. Let's listen right now. When I talk to the coach, I just got to be, you know, straight up. And, you know, for me, um, I just got to see the field a lot better. That's kind of what that means. And, um, you know, just it was it was a rough day out there, rough night out there. And obviously I got to be better and learn from the mistakes. Uh, but we, we will get better. He said at one point on the ESPN broadcast that I felt like he was seeing goals. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the boogeyman. It's real. (laughs) 
you're talking about the kind of the continuity of your defense where up front you guys are putting Sorry, pressure. sorry. He really said that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how were you guys able to rattle him for that's, him to that's see? That's crazy for him to say that. It is. That makes it real, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. What does that, what's that mean to you that he's seeing ghosts? I mean... I, I can't believe he said that. He just seems so proud. Van Noy just seems so proud that he said that. He's like, wait, wait, tell me again what he said. Like, wait, wait, tell me, tell me again what he said. Jalen, what do you think of that sound? First and foremost, Van Noy is a beast. He can cover. He can rush. He, he, he's respectfully an animal out there, and I love the way he ball. The problem for Sam Darnold is twofold. Number one, his coach, Adam Gase, I appreciate that he has a level of looking himself in the mirror, and knowing what his weaknesses are. And you remember his press conference when everybody made of fun of his eyes? You notice how low he wears his hat now? He <laughs> makes sure that you can't see his eyes. So the problem with how low he wearing his hat, he clearly couldn't see the field and clearly couldn't pay attention to the fact that they were blitzing so many times that the guy was unblocked almost before mm-hmm. he got to Sam Darnold. And so this is a young player. Had turnover issues while he was in college. He showed promise against the Cowboys. I'm not going to overreact too heavily either way to how he played against the Cowboys versus how he played against the Patriots. Let's get people going. Sometimes for inspiration, you just have to look up. For more than 60 years, the Goodyear Blimp has fueled greatness on the gridiron by providing aerial coverage of some of the most legendary moments in college football history. When the Goodyear Blimp rises above a stadium, it inspires players to reach higher, to rise to the challenge of the game's biggest moments. Now it's your turn to go further with Goodyear. Discover tires that rise above the rest. Learn more at Goodyear.com. Goodyear, more driven. Jalen Rose, Steve Kerr has some bad news for Warriors fans. He started breaking out the schedule and the calendar, and he said, look, he had surgery on July 1st. It's usually about a year, and if you look at April 1st for him to come back, that's nine months, and that would only work if the rehab went absolutely perfect. It makes a lot of sense, but most of us kind of had Clay coming back after the All-Star break or something like that. He says Clay is unlikely to play. What are the ramifications on the Warriors' season if they're the entire season without Klay Thompson? This isn't a surprise. And take it from somebody that was in the building, not only when Klay got hurt, but when KD got hurt. Don't sleep on this now. Their medical staff will not in any way, shape, or form put him out there unless he's 110% based on the fallout that happened with KD. And subsequently, he was leaving anyway. Ultimately, he left the team. And so for their fellow Splash brother, you want to take caution and -hmm. precaution as much as possible. And that timeline is exactly right. Now, we've seen medical marvels, as I call them, say like an Adrian Peterson come back from an ACL injury in seemingly six or seven months. But this is a different scenario. And if you're playing it cautious, this is exactly how you should approach it. So I think one of the first sort of logical leaps that you take when you get this information is, will the Warriors make the playoffs? And at first I was like, oh, no, they can't make the playoffs without Clay." But the more I started thinking about it and looking at their roster, I still have them in the playoffs. What about you? It's almost like the All-Star game. People always talk about somebody should make the squad, but they don't take somebody else off. Mm -hmm. The same exact thing I want to do here for the playoffs. 
If you want to take the Warriors out, who you putting in over them? The Kings? The no. Mavs? No. Because the Spurs getting in. The other seven squads are a lot. Portland, Utah, Denver, Houston, Lakers, Clippers. Blazers, I will be breaking down my playoff predictions next segment. And I can't wait for you to disagree with me, Jalen Rose. But first, we stick with the Warriors and a gentleman on their team by the name of Wardell Stephen Curry. I don't know, last time I checked, was a very good basketball player. Well, Michael Jeffrey Jordan was on the Today Show, and here's what he had to say about Steph Curry. It's unbelievable. If you could pick four guys for your pickup team, four guys that you play anybody else with, Hakeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson, Scottie Pippen, and James Worthy. That was six years ago. Lots happened in the league in six years. Would you keep the same four? In a heartbeat. When I'm going in the trenches, I play against and with all these guys. I'm going with who I know. Every single night, that responsibility to go out there and represent greatness every single night. So Steph Curry shouldn't be offended when he watches this. I hope not. He's still a great player. Not a Hall of Famer yet, though. (laughs) He's not. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. How much tequila were they drinking, Jay? <laughs> How much tequila were they drinking? The, the Not one, a Hall of Famer yet? So Not the one, a Hall of Famer yet. So the one thing I learned about settings like that is that clearly wasn't the first drink they had. Okay? Number one. Number two, let me just say this. Just like I said about the All-Star competition, if you want to put Steph on that squad, who you taking off? Well, whoever Michael Jordan, I'm not going to disagree with Michael Jordan about who Michael Jordan wants to play with, but it's more the Hall of Fame comment. And Jalen, you're part of a different generation of basketball players, and I've been listening to your generation of basketball players talk as the decades go by. It does kind of seem like there is a little bit of disrespect. There's a little bit of hate about the way the game has changed. And I think that there's also, particularly about Steph Curry and the style with which he plays the game, it's considered soft because he shoots too many jump shots. Do you think this is sort of like a generational thing that Jordan is expressing? I don't necessarily believe it's a generational thing. However, I disagree with him because Steph is a unique outlier because he already has three championships. He's played at least 10 years and he shattered so many records already. So based on that, I believe he's definitely a Hall of Famer right now if he never played another basketball game. But here's what I've also learned. What you're saying about the game being different now allows players to put up big numbers and play a lot longer. So there will be a time where we're doing this show and we're acknowledging the Hall of Very Good, allowing people to get in, not necessarily Mm -hmm. people that were the best of their era. To me, if you're a Hall of Famer, you should be all NBA. You should be one of the best people in your era. It should not be, you should be an MVP candidate. Like those to me are Hall of Fame type things. And Steph Curry, the only unanimous MVP, has already achieved enough to be a Hall of Fame. Yeah, Steph Curry checks all those boxes. Michael Jordan, great player. Maybe not the best evaluator of talent when it comes to who's Hall of Fame worthy. Maybe not. Just maybe not. Just maybe not. Maybe not. Moving on. It is now time for the Jalen of the Week. This time, the Jalen of the Week is a gentleman by the name of Jalen Brown of the Celtics. He signs an extension for four years, $115 million. Jalen Rose, what does it tell you that the Celtics made this type of commitment to Jalen Brown? 
It may sound old, but it's really important for me to say as an elder statesman. I always pay attention to talented athletes that will be successful without sports. Mm-hmm. And those are the people you invest in when they show you that they're really good at their sport. And he's a two-way competitor that can dribble pass, an improved shooter, plays multiple positions in the era of positionless basketball. They took him top three, four overall in the lottery. I think this is a smart investment for the Celtics. You now have him locked up, Hayward locked up, Kimba locked up. At some point, getting Tatum locked up, that's a terrific core moving forward. So it's not the top player in the game type of move that we felt like Danny Ainge was going to be able to pull off when he was able to garner so many assets and draft picks. But at the same time, it does create a core that if I'm a Celtic fan, I'll be really proud to watch play basketball every night. I think it's a smart move from the Celtics. I love Jalen Brown. I love anybody that plays defense. I think people look past that all times. 50% of the game, Jalen Brown is an elite defender that can defend a lot of different positions. And as you mentioned, he's an extremely smart basketball player, which does play in to Brad Stevens' schemes. Jalen, you have a bold prediction about the ultimate fates of these two teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. What is that? I do. The stage is set, just like tonight, except there's no Kyle Kuzma, no Paul George. Mm-hmm. The Lakers and the Clippers are everybody's favorite to be the best teams in the West, right? Yep. Everybody's me, saying. But let me tell you this. They will not face each other in the Western Conference Finals. What? Ooh, there's some implications to that statement. Let me say that again. They will not face each other in the Western Conference Finals. Here's why. Kawhi Leonard missed 21 games in recovery and low management last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Paul George is coming back from two shoulder surgeries. LeBron James is going to turn 35 this year. And Anthony Davis has had uh, a history of being nicked up. Therefore, they won't have the two best records. Teams like Utah, yep. Denver, Houston yep. have a yep. chance to upset the apple cart. So these teams will likely meet in the second round of the playoffs instead of the Western Conference Finals. Like you, I'll even go so far as to say that one of these teams might even be on the road in game one of the first round of the playoffs. That doesn't mean they're not going to be successful. That doesn't mean they're not going to win that series. I'm just saying because of the reasons you mentioned, the load management, the injury history, the age, like – and just the strength, the, the Nuggets last year were like one game away from the number one seed in the Western Conference, and they got better. Like, it is going to be so interesting to see how this ultimately shakes out with seedings, and you know what happens with those game sevens. Home team usually wins. Jalen, I'm going to the Eastern Conference for one of my bold predictions. The Boston Celtics are going to be even better this year than last year. Yes, I understand they do not have Al Horford. Yes, I understand they do not have... Kyrie Irving. But here's one of the reasons why, Jalen, I know you're going to love this reason. Gordon Hayward. Don't forget the Gordon Hayward that you fell in love with, Jalen Rose. That pre-injury Gordon Hayward, that Gordon Hayward that used to wear a different uniform, he's going to be fully back this year without the Kyrie drama. They've got Kemba Walker and they've got Brown and Tatum. And, you know, like they're a little thin up front. They're a little thin up front. And his catcher can get you some buckets, but doesn't play a lot of defense. But I really think that the Celtics are going to be much better this year than they were last year. How about this, Jacobs? I will go a little bit further than that. Oh, I no. think the Celtics top two? 
have the best collection of perimeter players in the East. You didn't mention Marcus Smart. No. Also, Gordon Hayward has been an all-star. Jalen Brown just got a new deal. Tatum should make the all-star leap this season. So, that bold prediction, I'm riding with you, my brother. I also think that they're going to add some some depth when it comes to, to the front court. But I don't think this will be the roster that they finish the season with. Next, Jalen, you have an MVP pick. I do. What'd you say about the Nuggets earlier? Oh, just, just. oh that, were, it was like they were like one game away from the top seed in the Western Conference last year, and they didn't lose any pieces. So my bold prediction is the Nuggets going to be one of the three best records out west. And mm-hmm. Jokic is going to be amongst the league leaders in points, in rebounds, assists, mm-hmm. and triple-doubles. Oh. So therefore, Jokic has a legit chance to win the MVP this year in a league with LeBron James, James Harden, Greek Freak, Steph Curry, that guy that can't jump over a piece of paper. The (laughs) Joker, my man, could win MVP this year. You know I love the Joker because he has my body type. You know what I mean? You know I love the Joker because he throws fancy passes. You know I love that. But, Jalen, I also love this pick. Let me tell you why. They love to spread this award around. You people that vote for this, and I mean you, Jalen Rose, for some reason, they love to spread this award around. It's happened for decades in my life. They always spread this award around. It's not necessarily to the best player, but they'll take the best player in the best team a lot, the best player in the best team that hasn't won it yet, and they would love nothing more than if you have the Nuggets in the number one or number two spot in the West, and you have Jokic carrying that team single-handedly like Giannis did last year, I could see Jokic winning MVP for sure. Jalen, I'm going to get down to it now. I'm going to show you right now, right now, before Halloween, who's going to make the playoffs in the Western and the Eastern Conference. Here is who I have in the Western Conference in order. Jokic and those Nuggets, number one. Shocker here, Rockets at number two. Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Blazers, Warriors, yes, Warriors without Klay Thompson, and of course the Spurs. What is your reaction to that prediction? So... I know there are a lot of people that gamble on sports, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that each sporting event has in common, a betting line. So I'm going to make sure I give everybody a betting tip. Okay. okay. The Denver Nuggets are a very deep young roster, which means they can sustain an injury, yet they won't be missing a lot of games due to low management. The Houston Rockets... James Harden and Russell Westbrook will try to go hard for the entire 82-game schedule. And both of those guys usually stay healthy. They signed Eric Gordon. They still have P.J. Tucker. Mm -hmm. I expect Capella to play a lot better. And Mike D'Antoni has always valued the regular season, sometimes to the detriment of the postseason. The Utah Jazz. Let me say a name that people don't talk about that might be the most slept-on offseason move. I know what you're They added say. Bogdanovich from I the Pacers. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. They I know added, you watch a lot of Pacers games. Bog- exactly. <laughs> he can ball. He, mm-hmm. he can dribble pass and shoot with range and finish at the hoop. And they also added Michael Conley, who's arguably the best player in the league to never make an all-star game. This takes 
so much pressure off of Spider Mitchell to now just go out and be special. And he improved as a playmaker. They have an anchor down low in Rudy Gobert. Fairly young team. All three of those squads I just told you, they know that they need to value the regular season. Because when the playoffs come, seeding is going to matter. Home court is going to matter. Who hosts game seven will matter. So therefore, I like your rankings by having the Nuggets and the Rockets, where most people are going to look at your list and say, we're the Lakers, we're the Clippers. we're the Clippers, of course. And a sleeper that you got down there, Nurkic is going to come back for Portland. And just like the East, the last few years, every time I look at the standings, nobody talk about the Pacers, nobody talk about the Blazers. Dame Dollar gets them into the playoffs every year. C.J. McCollum falls into the category of Mike Conley of top players to make him never make an all-star game. Those squads are going to value the regular season. They're not going to be low management, and they don't have their best players dealing with injuries currently. It's tricky at the bottom. Like, I really want to keep the Spurs out. No. I really do. You no. know I want to keep the no. Spurs out. No. But they've, no. they've got DeJounte Murray. They've got Lonnie Walker back. And they've got DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge and, of course, Greg Popovich. You're, I can't put the Mavs or the Kings in instead of that team. I just cannot do it. Now, let's go to the, the East. same eight teams that you have. Let's go to the East, my brother, to the East. <laughs> I like Bucks. what you did there. Celtics in front of the Sixers. That's right. I put the Celtics in front of the Sixers. I've got the Pacers in the top five. It gets a little squirrely down here. Nets, Heat, Magic, and yes, that is right. I put the Detroit Pistons in the eighth seed. The second half of this, five through eight, it was took me a lot of time. That took me a long <laughs> time. This is not easy. What do you think about this list? I love that list. The Bucks with Giannis are going to be amazing throughout the regular season. I think Middleton mm-hmm. continues to validate himself as a legitimate all-star. I want to see Bledsoe perform more consistently and a lot better, especially without Brogdon. But I like where you have them. I like where you have the Celtics based on all of the stuff we've said about them in the show. Fairly yep. young team, and they're going to go hard for the regular season, which is why you have them ahead of Philly, who has to manage Joel Embiid's exactly. minutes and his games, and also the dynamic is a little bit flipped. Usually the young player plays minutes so the older guy can rest. In this case, Al Horford, the older guy is going to have to play minutes so that Joel Embiid can rest. The key for them is can Ben Simmons make jump shots? I'm glad you had Indiana in the fourth spot because for those that weren't paying attention because he missed the playoffs last year, Malcolm Brogdon was 50 from the floor, 40 from three, 90 from the line. And and, plays D. And he's an underrated playmaker, Jacoby. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you bring back Victor Oladipo. And Vic back, yeah. Who also plays D. Okay, it's an electric offensive player, a terrific finisher. Nate McMillan always gets his teams to play hard. I like where you had them landing. I like where you had the Nets landing in the fifth spot. Kyrie Irving, it's just Rucker Park. Where's Larry? Where's Larry? <laughs> Between the legs, behind the back, oohs and ahs. We might get our Biggie statue up there this year. And Karis LeVert. And I keep telling you, the season ain't even started yet. You see who they already paid, right? You see who they just gave a contract to? Mm-hmm. Torian Prince. Most people go look at that like, they just, they, they just paid him already? The season ain't even started. Well, for those that don't know, I spend a lot of time in Atlanta. 
And I got a chance to watch him when nobody else was watching the, the uh, Hawks, especially when they got Trey Young. He could thump it from three, and he's going to be an effective player. And I like the term squirrely that you use. Orlando made it last year. Um, yep. my the Heat, Pistons, the Heat are going to be there. You never know with the Heat. The Heat, could, the Heat could be in the top four, or they could miss the playoffs. I have no idea what the Heat are this year. And there's None. one more thing I have to say. Derrick Rose is a member of the Pistons. And I vividly remember last year him having a 50-point game, and so everybody was so very excited, and so many other people were so very surprised. He's going to ball this year, going with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Jalen, we spent this entire time talking about Monday Night Football and the upcoming NBA season. We forgot about the World Series. The World Series, Game 1 is tonight. What a night in sports. In Houston, Garrett Cole takes the mound for the Astros against Scherzer for the Nats. Jalen, can the Nats bats get at Garrett Cole? I hope the people that's been supporting our movement for eight years and that are currently watching this program appreciate the fact that Jalen and Jacoby aren't one or two trick ponies. We'll talk about the current World Series that's happening with Matt Scherzer on the mound former Detroit Tiger. Did you know, Jacoby, that his eyes are both different colors? Did oh, you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. They I are. I did not know that. They oh, are. Oh, it's interesting. So never pick him. against him. I'm Shout going to with Max. the oh, I'm picking against him. Oh, I'm picking against him. <laughs> I'm picking against him, no question. Garrett Cole has quietly been one of the best pitchers this entire postseason long and at home and off the momentum from the Altuve walk-off finisher in Game 6. I have the Astros beating the Nats tonight. We'll see who wins tomorrow. Well, Jalen, one thing I, you always bring up, this is very important to you, and it makes a lot of sense, is while we all get so excited for the NBA season to start tonight, and we're so excited about the rookie class and John Morant and when Zion Williamson comes back, there's also another side to that. People that are no longer playing in the National Basketball Association. So here's a list of notable players that were on wow. a team last year that are not on a roster right now. Look at some of these names. That's why it's important to me to always acknowledge this because so many young people want to grow up and play in the NBA, and rightfully so. I was so very fortunate to achieve that dream. But job security does not exist. 450 roster spots. Mm -hmm. We have a list of about 100 people that aren't in the league anymore. That job turnover, that 25 to 30%, you don't find that in normal professions. Look at no. some of those names. Jamal Crawford scored 50 in the game last year. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be in the league. And you've got future Hall of Famer Lance Stevenson. Not even on a team right now. Future Hall of Famer Lance Stevenson. But what about China. this? You remember when J.R. Smith basically got sent home by the Cavs? Mm-hmm. And then subsequently wasn't a part of their roster? We assumed that he would play again. Of course we did. Of course we did. If not the Lakers, somewhere... But just the same thing with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. He saw Dwayne Wade retire. LeBron is still out there doing his thing. Chris Paul is still out there doing his thing. And even just like role players like Jonas Jarebko. You know what I mean? He's never been an all-star, but he can play. Jonas Jarebko can contribute to a team. What about the manimal Kenneth Faree was just hanging on the rim last year for the Houston nope. Rockets? Of course. And Shumpert, who's, again, like not a huge offensive threat, but he plays great defense and he can run the team. This is just It's just shocking to look at these names. And now, Jalen, not only 
are those names no longer in the league. We have a full list of all of the players that were on a roster last year that are no longer in the NBA. Jalen, as we pay respects to these great athletes, what thoughts come to mind? Luau Dang, retired as a Chicago Bull. What always stands out to me, Jacoby, is the lottery picks that don't get a chance to make 30 years old that are already out of the league. Now, the older players that have gotten a chance to perform like Greg Monroe, salute because somebody's going to call him a veteran one day. And then there's the list of people that I feel like should still be in the game, like a Jamal Crawford. Those are the things that stand out to me. What stands out to you? Stouses can't hit a three anymore. Like he's one of those players that he was picked pretty high by the Kings. He kind of bounced around a little bit, but he still has value. Very interesting, Jalen. I'm glad that you brought that to light as we head into the NBA season. It's important to represent the NBA's history. Yep. Jalen Rose, there's so much going on in the world of sports and pop culture right now that we cannot discuss it all. So we have a segment called Keep It Moving. Keep it moving you know, keep it moving. <laughs> if you do want to discuss the topics. You say hit the brakes. If not, me, you, and Method Man jump in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? I'm just so very proud to be affiliated with an intelligent gentleman like yourself and a program that has range. Let's get it. Usually when you compliment me, you disrespect me right after. That time you forgot. Good job by you. (laughs) Moving on. Adam Schefter, one of our colleagues, had something very interesting to say on Monday Night Football about Tom Brady. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Did you say Tom Brady? Yes, I did. Oh, hit the brakes. Here is what Sheffy had to say about Tom Brady in the pregame before the big game. Again, let's just boil this down to the basic facts once again. When we talk about Tom and his future, let's look at some simple things. Has he put his home for sale? <laughs> Has he put his home for sale? Yes. Has his trainer put his home for sale? Yes. Has he set up his contract to void after the season to become a free agent? Yes. So if he's selling his home and his trainer's selling his home and he's boarding his contract, what does that tell Jalen you? Jalen Rose, could he be retiring after this year or could he be moving on to a different franchise? What do you think about Shefty's comments? Well, you know Shefty always has his ear to the ground, but here's what mm-hmm. I'll say. He's 42 years old, and when you make the kind of money that he makes, it's going to take a while for him to sell that crib. Yep. <laughs> think about it that way, number one. Number two, he's probably setting it up to where they're 7-0. and They just added Mohamed Sanu. They're the favorites to win it again, win another ring, and retire. Seems logical to me. I don't anticipate we will see Tom Brady in another team's uniform. I don't imagine that happening. I don't believe he's going to do that. I don't see that. that happening either. I don't see that happening I don't either see that whatsoever. Happening. Moving on, Jerry Jones never believe this, has something new to say about his head coach, Jason Garrett. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. I'm going to purposely keep it moving. Okay. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. is again in trouble with the league for something he wore during a game. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Okay, this time Odell Beckham Jr. was fined over $14,000 because the Pants that he wore did not go past his knees. Jalen, do you think he's being targeted? I don't believe he's being targeted. If that's the rule, if you notice, nobody else's knees are being visibly shown. So if that's a uniform violation, I understand the discipline that comes with it. 
But here's what I've never understood about NFL fines. What's that? The dollars and cents. It ain't just a round number sometimes. It's like no, 14,000, dollars cents. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they get there either. Like, why are you making this so complicated? Just, just, try, just that's it. I was going to put all the dollars and cents information in there. I was like, you know what? It's over $14,000. Who cares? Moving on. We have an update on Cam Newton. Cam, hit the brakes. All right, we're going to hit the brakes. Cam Newton is rehabbing with the Panthers staff. However, Ron Rivera is going to be sticking with Kyle Allen, who has not lost a game as a starting quarterback for the Panthers. Do you think Cam Newton is rooting for Kyle Allen? I think he's rooting for the Panthers to do well and for Kyle Allen. Here's why. And it happens in this industry, too. It's a crab-in-a-barrel type mentality, whereas if you're not a part of something, you don't support it and or you root against it. I don't believe Cam sees Kyle Allen as competition. Mm. One of those guys I saw win a national championship at college. One of those guys I see take a team in the Super Bowl, win MVP of the league, be a terrific dual threat. That's more than just winning a handful of games. So this idea that Cam Newton should see Kyle Allen as a threat is ridiculous and insecure, if you ask me. Jalen, there was a study done, and nearly a third of young South Korean children are addicted to this. Keep it moving or hit the brakes? Hit the brakes. In 2018, a government agency in South Korea found that nearly a third of children between the ages 10 and 19 were over-dependent on their phones. So they have set up phone detox camps, places where children go to not be on their phones for 12 full days. Jalen, where are we where this is a thing how much do I love this? Life. How much do I love this? I know you don't like follow-up questions, but how much do I love this? I know you love this very much, Mr. Rose. I love this so very much because there's a word in there that you can't take for granted. It's called addiction. It's not mm. just about alcohol. It's not just about drugs. It's not just about prescription pills These or caffeine or tobacco. Your cell phone use falls into that category. I like this a lot. But Reggie... Right before he hit the intro, you know what he said? We got some good voicemails today. Nice. Nice. And a lot of the times, a lot of the times when he says that, I end up getting clowned by the caller. Let's see if that's the case. What's up, Jalen and Jacoby? This is Trey out of Arkansas. You know, Little Rock, banging and Rock, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out, Reg. Shout out. Let me know if y'all ever been to Little Rock. You know, we the capital. A lot of people been here, drove through here. No matter where you go, people have always been through here and know where Little Rock is. So let us know. Let the people know. Uh, Quick question. Uh, Okay, so I go to a gym. I got two memberships to two different gyms. First gym is, is uh, the, I don't know if I can say the name, but uh, I want to, I want to, I want to say that it's, it's a, it's a very known gym and it's about $24 a month. Then I have a private gym that I go to that's more upper upper echelon, you could say, and it costs about a hundred dollars a month. Okay, so here's the question. I'm gonna add a new a new uh a new word to the cultural or regional, and that's fiscal. Okay. So cultural, regional, or fiscal walking around naked in the locker room. I noticed that the people at the $100 a month gym always walk around naked, no matter cultural, regional, it doesn't matter. But 
at my $24 gym, nobody walks around naked at all. I think this is fiscal. Already, guys. Shout out. All right. All right. First of all, big shout to Trey. A big shout to Little Rock, Arkansas. I have been, like Jalen Rose, to pretty much every single city in the domestic United States. There's a few I haven't been to. I've never been to Minneapolis. And I've never been to Little Rock. Ever. Not once. Never been to San Antonio. But every, pretty much every other city I've been to in the domestic United States. Have you been to Little Rock, Jalen? So this is why one of the many reasons why I enjoy doing these pod exclusives because it gives us a chance to talk about things that don't necessarily get the chance to be discussed on the television show. One, I think those three or four places that you have not been, those are easy opportunities for us to take the show there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a layup right there, number one. Number two, yes, I've been to Little Rock, Arkansas, 17 under AU, okay. won the national championship. Yeah. Who said you don't have any rings? All facts. And part of being a part of Michigan AAU, we we definitely did not fly. We drove <laughs> in vans. It was like a nine, ten hour ride. We slept maybe four or five people to a room, including coaching staffs and stuff like that. And I'll never forget, on the way back, we were celebrating because we had just won, mm-hmm. young kids. Part of this story, I'm not saying it is cute or cool, but I'm going to just be 100 about the story. So, I'm a huge KRS-One fan. Major. Like, it's one of my life goals to get him on the show. I, I forget the name of the album, but why is that is on the album? Why is that is on the album? And I swear, we listened to that song maybe three hours in a row. Genesis chapter 11, verse 10. Shem was a black man in Africa. If you repeat this fact, they can't laugh at you. It's from Ghetto Music, the blueprint of hip hop released in 1989. Yes. And you see all facts because I graduated from high school in 1991. This is all real, all facts. It's another one on there too that had the uh, old school beat that he dropped knowledge on there. That was a he had a few. That's KRS One. He got hit so many can't even talk about him. So listen to that song like three hours. Get back to Detroit. One of my favorite rappers also is a man named O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube. So much so when I was in high school, one of my best friends, who the homies to this day. Start calling me Sir Jinx because I rolled for Cube so hard mm-hmm. to the point where just like the bat, it started to gain a life of its own to where Jinx is one of my neighborhood nicknames. A lot of people don't know that. I'm sharing it for public consumption. Get back to the hood. Got to go to the store and get a 40. I look up. I look up. It was like in Beach Street when he saw the white train. I saw a poster of Ice Cube and St. Ives. And a marriage was formed. Got two 40s of St. Ives. 
finished one before I got back to the crib. Had to hide out the second one in the homie's refrigerator. That St. Ives got me so sick, I was throwing up for three days. Really? What it do, baby? Yeah. Got, it, it's, it, it's different from O.E. O.E. Oh, I've, I've had some St. Ives in my day. Yeah, uh, O.E. My, my body was pretty much used to that, like blood, water, and O.E. You know, <laughs> like we all go hand in hand, you know? Fine marriage. Everything was good. That St. Ives got your boy sick. And I got (laughs) off the St. Ives after that. There you go. So I want to answer Trey's question. Okay. He said at the $100 gym, there's more naked people running around than there are at the $24 a month gym. And I have a couple theories as to why. It might not be fiscal. Two reasons. One might be generational. You might have older. You might have an older clientele yep. at the higher price point. That's one reason. Yep. Also, I hope the facilities are a lot nicer at the hundred dollar gym than they are the twenty four dollar gym. Because if you got your naked body and you're sitting on things and you're walking around just touching things, just in the environment. If I'm gonna be naked, I need to be in a clean environment. I need to be in a clean environment. Those are my two guesses. That it is generational, not fiscal, and. It might have something to do with the facilities. Your thoughts, Mr. Rose? Well said, David. It's almost like the picture sometime when I see Ghost and half of his face is Tommy. Mm-hmm. That's how you just answered that question. Literally verbatim is how I feel about that. But overall, yes. I just think it's disrespectful when people treat a public facility like it's their personal space. I know. That gym that we used to go to in L.A. was a very nice locker room. They were building the men's locker room for quite some time. And they upgraded that thing, man. They really upgraded that thing. And once it got nicer, you know, the rug underneath your feet and those nice benches and those big lockers, you used to see a lot more nudity. People just feel more comfortable when they're in like a, a more luxurious environment to be naked. You guys just reminded me of something. I need the advice of my podcast listeners, producers, and my brother David. Okay. Now that we're talking about using your public space like their personal spaces, let me tell you something that almost happened to me yesterday. What's that? I almost got into an altercation with somebody. What What happened, Jalen Rose? You're too old for that. What? I walk. The JW Marriott has two toilets. Okay. And there's two standing stalls. In the lobby. The lobby bathroom. In the lobby. Down the tunnel. Gotcha. So when I walk Very in, familiar. so when I walk in, all four of the spaces are occupied. Whoa, so I'm just waiting. Okay. I'm just waiting. I have to do a number one. So whichever one comes available first, ain't no big deal. Sure. Dude comes out of one of the stalls. Goes to wash his hands. Quickly exits. I go walk into the stall. He blew the bathroom up. I don't understand people that do that. He blew the bathroom up. So did he? You think he tried to flush, and it didn't go down? He blew and then the he bathroom just gave up. up. Like it, it, like like the, the all of the water was brown. Okay, it still had toilet paper in there and everything. Uh. Right. So I saw him leave. So uh-huh. eventually, I had to wait because I couldn't use the bathroom in there. And I am a public figure. So I use the bathroom. Lo and behold, I walk out to go get some tea. He's standing there. 
in the line to get tea. Oh, no. Right? So I I'm thinking in my head, I should I say something to him? And we putting it on wax. Wouldn't you know, you're Jalen Rose. Can we take a picture? <laughs> you can't touch me. You cannot touch me. I'm like, Do not put your hands anywhere near I'm me. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know you. He's, he's, he's a, he was a, a white gentleman. He's probably okay. in his late 30s. But he knows he saw he left the stall. And because, listen, if you blow up the bathroom, you know you blow up the bathroom. You probably flushed once and it didn't go down because you used too much toilet paper. And he's like, do I alert the authorities about this or do I just kind of sneak out and just have it be somebody else's problem? So he leaves knowing what he left behind him in there. And he sees your face. So he knows you know what happened. I, I can't believe he even said something to you. I, this is why it almost created an altercation. Because I almost felt disrespected. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, dude, you know what just happened. Yes. You just, should just run when you see keep me. Keep it moving. Yeah. Exactly. You should, you should be embarrassed when you see yes. me. And not because yes. I'm a public figure. For a picture. Because I, I'm one of the people walking the face of the earth that know that you're a nasty human being. That's one, why you should be in the beer. Only. Now, there is, if you do use too, too much toilet paper and you do flush once and the water rises and it does not go down, there's not, do you tell somebody that works at the hotel? Well, you can't that, flush twice. We've all made the mistake of trying to flush twice. We know what happens then. So, he has to take a picture with me. Mm-hmm. I was like, just so you know, we talk about people like you all of the time on our show. You blew up that bathroom. And you're going to be the first person that I recall that I'm about to tell you no. We ain't taking no oh, picture. Oh, you said no? I don't want to take a picture with you, I've dog. I've never seen you say no. I've never seen you say no. We've been I, late to places. All, I've never seen you say no. I was like, I'm good. I, I use the term. I, I, I want to pun on that one. I'm good. I'm good. And, and he had the nerve to take it some type of way because I told him No. That's what almost created the altercation. I'm like, dog, you better get your tea and get on out of here before it be a problem for real. Yeah. Oh, we got a problem here? That's and gross. True story. Just yesterday. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> you can take any topic and make it about poop. I'm talking about <laughs> pooping. I want to thank Trey for calling in from Little Rock. I want to thank Jalen Rose for driving from Detroit to Little Rock, back to Detroit, just so he could buy two St. Ides and spend three days vomiting. I want to thank the National Basketball Association, Adam Silver, and anyone who in any capacity works in that league in any way, shape, or form, because I am so glad that we are back with basketball. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that, k We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people, give the people what they want. They my little guys. I love them. What it do, baby? Yeah.